What's up? This your girl, India Ashley, and I'm excited to be back with Talking with Ashley. And today's topic is going to be money, power, and sex, the exchange in the dating game. So normally, if you are a regular listener, I wanted to shift the channel over to um, Mondays and Mimosas, which I do with my partner, Breathless. But Breathless done left me here in Detroit and moved to Texas for love, and I'm happy to see her happy. So for right now, we're still trying to figure out how to get this app going and how to uh, work it so that we can both co-host together. So in the meantime... I have been asked by many different people who love my Facebook posts to get into podcasts and start talking about dating. So most of you, if you do watch um, a lot of my posts or you know me personally, you know that I went through a divorce last year, which is why I haven't been making any recordings. So with that divorce comes this newfound single life. And so now that I'm single, I'm experiencing all these things that are almost like first times for me because I got married at 23 and I've been with that man since I was 21 years old. So it's definitely been a, a little transition for me, but I have some very, very funny and interesting stories to tell. So crazy, you wouldn't believe it. So today uh, we're going to start off with uh, the topic of money, power, and sex and how us as men and women use it to exchange with each other in the dating game. Um, everything is a give and take, a pull, a push and pull, a force between men and women. Somebody usually has the power, somebody doesn't. Um, and it's all about understanding how to play your role. So we're going to get into that today and we're going to break each segment down, um, in pieces. Don't forget, you can leave messages on here. If you have any questions, if you want to chime in, if you want to be a guest, make sure you leave a message and comment so I can read it on the show next time. So stay tuned. We're about to get into a break right now, and we'll be back with our topic. All right, and we are back from our break, and we're going to get into this topic. We're discussing money, power, and sex, the exchange in the dating game. And we're going to start with the topic money. Now, money in dating um, can mean a multiple different things. So we probably won't be able to jump into it too much. But when I think of money and dating, I think of um, how a person presents themselves as far as their job or their career. Are they financially stable? Are they able to provide? Are they even financially equipped to date you, to court you properly? Um, So it's like when you start thinking about money, you want to, as a woman, for me, I personally like to date somebody that I feel like I can have a good dating experience with. I seen a post on Facebook and it said, would you date a guy if, or would you go out on a date with a guy if he only have $40 for the date? Now, as relationships go on in time, you may not always spend a lot of money on dates. You may, you know, take your walks on the beach and picnics and all that good stuff. But when you're first dating somebody... For me, I feel like your job as a man is to impress me. Your job is to take me to nice places, nice restaurants. There's not too many places that you can really go and have a fine cuisine where your total bill, including the tip, is $40. And so, you know, someone asked me, so you wouldn't want to do this, this, and this, and you can go to the movies, and you can do this. Even the movies... 
you spend about $10 a ticket, then you get your popcorn and your drinks, and you'll spend 40 plus just in the movie theater, especially if they sell alcohol, or you want some real food, so, to me, if a guy doesn't have the funds to take me out on a date, I'm not gonna date him, because in money, in the exchange, in the dating game, money is about adding value, when it comes to men and women, I can't speak for all women, I'm just saying for me, you know, you have to add value to my life, there's no reason for me to date you, regardless of how nice of a guy you are, if you can't afford to take me anywhere that's outside of Chili's, Friday's, Applebee's, Red Lobster, and those type of restaurants. I hang out with my friends all the time, and we all go out, and we all like to eat nice and go to nice restaurants and get dressed up, so it's like that kind of $40 mentality of dating, I already do now. So... What would make somebody so special for me to come out of my way to go on a date with them to do something that I do all the time? I have a lot of possible suitors. I have a lot of guys that want to go out with me. So my thing is, you the one that want to go out with me. I don't want to go out with you. So it's your job to put your best foot forward to impress me. And if you expect to stay around and supersede the other guys who are also pining for my attention... You got to make your effort your best effort. So, I know a lot of the times I've seen since I've been on this dating app and dating guys, these men don't want to hunt anymore. They don't want to take the effort to take you out on a date and spend the money. And when a man doesn't want to spend money on a date, that means he's not invested. He is not willing to make the investment that it takes to properly pursue and court a woman. To me, that's what it says. I mean, I've had guys who completely don't even want to go out for a date. They want to go out for coffee and then be like, well, you know what? Skip the coffee. Let's go get a room and have sex. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just gave you my phone number. I don't even know you. And you're already asking me for sex. You're talking about going to a room. And it's like, well, what's the benefit in that? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. What happened to taking a young lady out on a date and making the investment, <clears throat> excuse me, and making the investment to make her want to be intimate with you, to make her want to desire you from how you've treated her. That's how women operate. Women know instantly from the time that we meet you if we're going to have sex with you or not. If you're going to bring the hoe out of us or not. Are we going to be able to get freaky with you or not? We know this already. So it's your job (laughs) to make yourself the best looking specimen. You ever notice that when they talk about animals and they talk about um, like lions and peacocks, they always have the biggest mane and the largest tail and they strut and they show all their colors and they do all this elaborate thing because they are invested in getting the opposite sex attention. This is what animals do. So why is it that when it comes to men and us being us men and women being a species that them being the male and us being the woman men have lost that art of showing their dominance and strutting and taking the time to financially invest in you and your dates to show you I'm interested in you. I can be that provider for you. 
I can give you the things that you want. To me, that's what it says. So, even outside of dating, let's look at it a different scenario. Um, I had got to a point where I stopped letting men buy me drinks. Because they would buy you drinks in a club or a bar or a restaurant. And then they think because they bought you a drink, they're supposed to follow you around all night. Uh, talk to you crazy, get on your nerves. So it's like, I don't even like to accept drinks as a form of, excuse me, like a monetary gift for men. Like, it's ridiculous how money can shift so many different ways when it comes to men. Or, I've noticed, you have men who don't want to date you properly, don't want to spend the money on a date, but then hoes is winning. I was just talking to my friend yesterday, and this is the season of hoes are winning. Y'all out here dealing with chicks with fake butts and fake titties, that strippers that sleep on everybody, but then you want to turn around and be like, and go to strip clubs and spend all this money and cash out and then turn around and be telling females on Facebook, y'all hoes pussy worth $40. Well, you need to keep that same energy when you go to the strip club then. Why is it that it's okay for you to spend your money on something like that, somebody that's clearly don't even want you, when you could be investing? See, you blow your money versus investing your money into a potential spouse, a potential business partner, a potential life partner, a potential companion. Men make really bad investments it seems like lately when it comes to their money. That's the exchange when you take a woman out on a date. The exchange is, I'm spending this money in exchange for your time. I know your time is not free. And I came to you to pursue you, to show you that I can be the man. I'm strutting my feathers. I'm, I'm, I'm fluffing my mane to show you that I can invest in you. So it's like, when I meet a guy who's already not invested in showing me a proper date, it shows me right there that we're going to have an issue with money at some point in this relationship. So that's just me. That's just a little something on that. Um, you weigh in. You guys let me know what you think. We're about to get ready to go to another break. Make sure you leave any messages or comments. I would love to add them to the next uh, podcast. I still got to figure out how to do that. But definitely weigh in and tell me what you think. So the question I want to pose to you as far as money is, when it comes to money and investing and dating, what do you consider its proper etiquette for first dates when it comes to what do you prefer? What do you like to see? What do you like to go out and experience? What do you like to do? How do you feel like a man should court you when it comes to your first couple of dates? So leave a message. Let me know. We're about to get the break and we'll be right back. Hey, so we're back from our break and we're talking about money, power and sex with your girl, India Ashley and the exchange in the dating game. So like I said, recently I've been single now. So I got a divorce last year and my dating life has been crazy I'm going to tell you a brief story about a guy I like to call J-Bay. All right, so J-Bay is somebody that I was dating for about almost four months, probably about four. And 
I really liked him. Like, he was great on paper. He had a good job. He was 10 years away from retirement, so he was 45 years old. So I knew that 401k was coming in. I knew he had a good pension. You know, he probably got a whole bunch of vacation time. He can travel. He's been at his job since he was in his early 20s. So he got to make at least $30-something an hour. Like, okay, he owns his own home. He had a really nice Hummer. And I just like, like, oh, my God, he is the best thing on paper. And then we had great chemistry. And he, and he was tall, good-looking, green eyes. So he was just literally like, ugh. So for a moment, I felt like he had all the power, per se. Because I had put him on this pedestal because it was for the first time in a long time I felt like I was dating somebody of my caliber that I deserve. I wasn't dating a fuckboy. I wasn't dating a bum. I was dating somebody who could actually bring value to my life, which we just talked about in the last segment, as far as money. He came with a certain level of money and status where I knew if we were in a relationship, we would be able to do great things together. So, I had him just on his pedestal, and I hate that I did that to myself, because it was like, I I just had idolized him too much, and I felt like I gave him too much power. So, it's like, to me, he who holds the power is less likely to get their feelings hurt. So, when we first started dating, the first couple of dates were great. When we started being intimate, we were being intimate all the time. But something that I noticed from the beginning, but it progressively changed as our dating time went forward, I would text him, and I know he was working, he was busy, he worked for the post office, he can't really answer his phone, so I wouldn't expect to get a text or a call until maybe after 7 or 8 p.m. at night. Sometime between 7 and 10 p.m. when he's home is situated. I would text him, and sometimes he wouldn't text me back till the next day. Or he would go two days without texting me. Or he got to a point where he started planning dates, and then he would wait till, you know, the day before, not even the day before, uh, the couple hours before, and be like, hey, I got to cancel. Or he would just straight go home, get off work, and claim he's asleep, don't answer the phone, and next day pop up and be like, I'm so sorry, I forgot we had a date, I was tired, I was busy. And we hadn't defined what we were doing, and that's okay, I wasn't necessarily in a rush, it's just, begin- but again, I had gave him that power, I had put him on that pedestal, and I had idolized him so much that I had already showed him that I was a weak bitch, that I was already willing to, I feel like, overlook things. Even though I didn't say that, I feel like that's the power and the energy that I gave him, you know, thinking that, you know, I was going to be available. And and immediately, by him being so busy and me kind of not really paying attention to the lack of his consistency as far as talk time on the phone, I didn't realize that I was making myself too available. I was giving him too much power over my schedule, over my weekends, over my time. I found myself checking my phone. It was driving me neurotic, and I'm like, wait a minute, bitch, you are that deal. Take your fucking power back. What is wrong with you? Yes, he may be good on paper, but he is a pure asshole. He is going out of his way to make sure that he maintains his power because he who has the power gets their feelings hurt less. Remember, I just said that. So he made sure he always kept a wall between us. You know, I felt like he was emotionally unavailable. Yet I would ask him, what are we doing? It ain't no big deal. If this ain't what you want, 
I'll move on. Oh, we're fine. We're good. You're good. You're overthinking. And I just thought to myself, like, no, I'm not overthinking. I have this thing where I don't trust my intuitions. And I should have trusted my intuitions because I was right about him all along. I felt like he was just dating me because he was bored. And I had gave him all this power that he felt like he could do what he wanted to do and I would always be around. So now after dealing with that, which it low-key kind of damaged me just a little bit because if a guy that good on paper can be an asshole, there's no hope left for humanity. You feel me? There's no hope. So now when I do date guys, I've taken my power back. If we go on a first date, and the date goes good, and I want to see you again, guess what? I'm not asking. You're going to ask, or I just won't see you again. You want to know why? Because I refuse to sacrifice my power again. If um, I give you my phone number, and I start getting to a point where I'm the only person sending text messages, I'm the only person, you know, responding to calls, I'm the only person making my time free, I'm not going to continue to date you. Because now I feel like I'm weakening myself and I'm giving you the power. I'm letting you think that you can do what you want and I'm just going to be here to take it and deal with it. And I find that this happens a lot um, in a lot of dating experiences. Like this was something that, you know, really kind of bothered me because like I'm the kind of person I love to talk and be under people if I like you and we gigging it and it's cool. But now it's like I have to constantly protect myself. Because these men will sell you a dream to get you to drop your power. Let down your wall. They come in with that representative and that fucking Trojan horse. Ride their ass through your trenches. And then when you finally drop that power and that wall, they go in for the kill. I don't know if that's just something I've experienced. You ladies got to tell me. Even men, you tell me and let me know. But I think that... Now, the way that I operate, I'm matching energy. So, if you only sending me hey text messages, I'm going to only send you hey. If you send me what you're doing, I'm going to send you what you're doing. I am no longer going to communicate my emotions in depth with someone who's not being the same way with me. Because every time I do, I lose a little bit more of my power and a little bit more control over my emotions. Because now I've let somebody see that I'm vulnerable. So, that was a very, the J-Bay era was actually pretty recently. I just stopped talking to him a couple weeks ago. So, it's still pretty fresh. I'm not upset about it. You know, I ain't crying and nothing like that. It was just, I liked him a lot. And I thought he had great potential. And it was like, I felt like he was stringing me because he felt like he had the power to do so. And I just learned that, I've learned a valuable lesson. I'm learning to start taking valuable lessons From my terrible dating experiences. I'm learning to see that with the way he did me, it lets me know now. I don't have to respond to a man's message if I don't want to. You know what I mean? Men message me constantly saying all type of outlandish and crazy things. Or asking me for, you know, dates and and whatever else the case may be. And sometimes as a good person, even if I'm not going to do it, I I feel I need to respond and give them closure or say no. Or He didn't give me anything. The last message I sent, J-Bay, I said, I wish you the best. Be blessed. I hope you find what you're looking for. But I'm not going to continue to make time for somebody who doesn't want to make time for me. 
do you know that nigga never texted me back, never called, never said nothing? So that shows me that I was right about him from the beginning. You never liked me. You were simply dating me because you saw some type of way to have a power trip. You saw some type of benefit. And you went in and you were going to see how long that I was going to continue to let you have the power in this relationship. So, you know, I learned that valuable lesson. So now if a guy messages me and I don't like what he says, I don't even respond. I put him on read. I block him or I say nothing like I just there. You don't have to dignify everybody with a response. You can take your power back by not always giving into these emotional, verbal back and forth with these guys when you're dating and they're not even your man. Some of these men are becoming emotionally draining with the power trip of they want a good morning you to death every day, what you doing every day, and take up so much of time but bring no benefit or value to your life. They have no leadership, no guidance, and they don't have a plan even though they want to come to you and ask you for something. So that's just, maybe that's just me. That's what I feel like we exchange in the dating game. The back and forth of who calls who, who talks to who, you know, who pays for the dates or who picks up who, you know, who responds the fastest, who's the most consistent. Like, that seems to be a really big issue, which is why most guys I date don't even make it past the first date. I literally have been on, like, 20 first dates in the last year. Like, I feel like I'm always going on a first date. And they don't follow up because they think that I'm going to call and say, hi, so-and-so. Oh, I really enjoyed that day. I would love for you to take me. Absolutely not. When you meet me, just like a woman, you knew what you wanted. You knew how you felt. And you knew exactly what box you were going to put me in. Wife, friends with benefits, or I'm not talking to her no more. Y'all know just like we know. Either we just fucking or there's a future. There's some potential there. So I feel like... Excuse me, you know, we have to make sure as women we maintain our power so that we can protect our peace, our sanity, and we don't get wrapped up into these men who like to sell you dreams. I mean, literally, I've been told every day this week and last week and every week before by a different guy, I'm going to be theirs, they're going to make me mine, I'm a blessing, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, that all sounds cute, but you're not about to get me to drop my power and believe you. I need consistency, I need actions. And even then, may the best nigga win. I'm not curbing nobody. Forget a boyfriend at this point. J-Bay ruined it for everybody. I'm not even considering nobody until you're ready to start talking about a future where we can bring some value to each other's life. Like, if we're not talking about getting money, building together, not just laying up in Netflix and chilling and having sex, I don't need the relationship. It's not important for me. So, you ladies weigh in and tell me what you think about this power trip and how it's kind of getting hard to you know, communicate with these guys over the phone because they expect us to do all the work and relinquish our power. So weigh in, leave a message, let me know what you think. Hey, welcome back. We are in our last segment. If you're just now tuning in, we are talking about money, power, and sex, the exchange in the dating game. So we already talked about money. We already talked about power. Now we're going to get into the sex. Let me tell you. When I tell you, y'all, if you my Facebook friend and you read my post, I swear I am solicited for sex 
on everything probably every day. If not every other day. And not just by one person, by multiple different men. I've had men ask me, Without And when I say men, I don't mean men I've already engaged with sexually. I don't mean men that have taken me out on a date and courted me the right way. I don't mean men that I'm in a relationship with. I don't mean men that I've even built a friendship with and maybe we found out we had some sexual chemistry in our relationship. No, 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 no. I'm talking about men who I have met and I just gave you my phone number. And as soon as you call me, the first thing you want to do is have sex with me. You want to ask me, can you have sex with me? Then I had a guy ask me, can he come on me? And I said, excuse me, you're not even going to be having sex with me, let alone come on me. What are you talking about? Well, I said that also when when I hear a guy say that to me, I hear I want to have sex with you with no condoms. And uh, that's a hard no for me, sir, because one, that's how you get pregnant. Two, that's how you get STDs. And three, that's how you build soul ties. So, he like, well, I, I, I mean, ain't you on birth control? I said, I don't give a fuck if I was sterile. You still are not going to put your raw penis anywhere near me and come in or on me. Have you lost your fucking mind? I had to literally block him. And, and it's like I'm constantly being asked for sex, 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 sex. But the minute you flip it on a nigga and come at him like, well, shit, this pussy ain't free and neither is my time. Give me some money. Pay a bill over here. Come fix my car. Come put some shit up. Whatever. Then it's, I ain't no trick. I ain't no trick-ass nigga. Y'all bitches got me fucked up. I ain't got no $40 for no pussy. And whoop, 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 whoop. I have seen so many men say that they don't spend money for pussy and they not no trick, but you approach women with such derogatory, disgusting, demeaning language like she's a hoe And then get mad when she treats you like a trick. This is now the exchange that we're referring to when it comes to sex. If you're asking me and talking to me in such a disrespectful manner, like I'm a slut and I charge by the hour, I'm going to shoot you my motherfucking rates. How about that? And most women who do that, we're not going to fuck you for the money. We just know that you a broke-ass nigga, and if we say something about money, that's the surest fire way to get rid of you. I'm going to tell you a story. Me and my friend, and this is not my story. This is my friend's story. But I'm going to tell you a story about a guy we call the horse. <laughs> I think y'all know why we call him the horse. So he was this guy. Me and her both on this dating app. And as soon as he got on the app and got her number, he started sending her pictures of his dick. And he had a big ass dick. Don't give me a, a, a horse leg, okay? <laughs> And ain't no, you know, we gonna look. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers, but we gonna look, though. But still, you out here disrespecting yourself right there, sending dick pics shows me you're a fuckboy with fuckboy tendencies. So, he started texting her all the time. I really like you. I want to take you out and get to know you, da-da-da-da-da. But never made any plans to take her out. But he made sure that every day that he talked to her, he was always talking about how he wanted to have sex, let me tell you, this nigga said he wanted to come in her, and no, he wanted to come, I think he said on her or in her, all, and I don't know, and he wanted to taste his own nut, he wanted her to taste it with him, and I was just like, oh my god, bitch, stop it, what, stop, 
Oh my God. Oh my God. This nigga nasty as hell. Straight up. Like, oh no, no. And he was coming at her like that every day. And she had just put him on read because she was getting ready to block him. But she'd been busy doing shit. She hadn't really got time to really get into the messages. And she was like, girl, look at what the fuck this crazy nigga keep texting me every day. And I want a 69 you till we taste each other. And I want a this, this, and this. And I mean, and just very um, visually describing everything sexually to the point it's looking kind of thirsty. And I ain't going to say kind of. It's hella thirsty. It's mad disrespectful. You don't know me. We ain't been on no date. We're not in a relationship. And you talking to me like I'm some trick. So... She finally says, well, I'm going to be busy and I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to get around soon. I got to take care of some business. I'm going to be down for about a month. You know, you should bring me some weed. And she was going to pay for it. But he said some type of weird astronomical price. You know, we've been smoking weed for years. So we ain't paying no type of $100 for no half. Oh, she's like, hell no. I could just go to my regular dude to spend 50. I just thought since you said you liked me. I could give you the money. Maybe you throw me a better deal. You might have a better deal to offer. And he literally had a whole heart attack because she was trying to pay for something, but she thought she could get a better deal since Mr. I want to taste each other. And he wrote this whole paragraph to her about how he ain't no trick and he feel offended that she came at him. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is why me and my girls don't love these hoes. This is why we are mean to niggas. Because you will literally try to avoid cussing a nigga out and be polite and let him talk all out the ass. The minute you say anything as far as in exchange in the dating game, ladies, when it comes to sex and money, a nigga will have a whole moral conscience. And will go off. I can't believe you hoes. I don't have 40. Like you. Like whoa, 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 whoa. You were just saying all these things. You were asking me. Now I'm asking you for something. You know what I always say? Well, guess what? Now that you offended. Now we both offended. Now we both asking dumbass questions. Like I, I don't understand. It's my body. It's my choice. If I want to have sex with you, I will. I don't need you to goat me. You know keep asking me a million fucking questions, you know, sometimes even as women, we'll agree to have sex with you, I've had guys that have asked me the same damn question every fucking day, that by the time it get time for us to do it, I don't even want it no more, you done talked yourself out of it, because you talk too much, stop being thirsty, stop trying to create these fantasies every day, and do all this stuff, like, leave me alone, if I told you yes, or whatever, leave it alone, If you keep asking me, it's going to give me time to think about it and be like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that anymore. And don't even get me started with the quality of sex. So all you men want to have sex, but I want you to know 70% of y'all are not good at it. Most of us women are not having orgasms. So when it comes to exchange in the dating game, and I hear men say things like, oh, well, I shouldn't have to pay for the pussy because you want it just as much as I do. No, the fuck we don't. Y'all the only motherfuckers that's going to come. We not going to come. And y'all done got so bad, y'all not even making motherfuckers come off head anymore. So not only am I not coming off the head, I'm not coming off the sex. So I'm just laying there with a wet pussy while you over there looking half dead and you done bust your nut. What was the exchange? Where was the exchange? Where was the benefit for me? So 
continuing to say that your dingling is some type of exchange method, currency, and sex for women that makes it equal because I gave up my pussy to you does not count. I need some type of investment from you to back up that dick like a co-signer. You know how you, you ain't got a good enough credit, but you you, you got it, so you got to get like a co-signer, uh, uh, somebody to help you with the loan. That's what y'all niggas need with y'all dick. A little money. And it's not about being a hoe. It's not about having a nominal fee. What type of value can you bring to my life if I give you my pussy? My pussy is my pride and joy. My pussy is everything. It's, it's special. It's different. It's per- I don't just give it to everybody. So if I give it to you, what am I going to get exchanged for it? That's how you got to start treating these niggas. Because most of them want you to challenge their retarded asses. They want you to talk to them crazy, just like I'm talking right now. Because there's so many females out here giving out free pussy, Netflix and chilling on first dates. They ain't got no respect for us. And they looking for a female to challenge their small-minded asses. Make them niggas work for that exchange. Don't give out shit for free. Now, I ain't saying go be a hoe and charge no dollar amounts. That's not what I'm saying. But you're going to take me on several expensive-ass dates before I think about having sex with you. You feel me? I know somebody feel me. So, that is a little bit that I kind of wanted to get into today. Like, man, I got so many more topics I want to get into. Like, this shit is crazy. Um, So, definitely don't forget, if you want to weigh in on this segment about sex, what do you think, do you feel like as a woman, there should be some type of exchange, because a lot of the times we're disappointed, what are your thoughts, men, how do you feel, do you feel sometimes you have bad experiences with women, and maybe you want to feel like, what's your benefit, like, let me know what you think, let's have some healthy dialogue, we're going to kick it with these last couple of songs for this break, and then we're going to finish out, so stay tuned. All right, so we're back, and I really enjoyed today. Um, I don't consider myself a dating guru. I don't have all the answers. These are just my my personal opinions from, you know, my personal dating experiences. And um, a lot of times, I get a lot of people who comment on my posts. Um, I get a lot of people who inbox me who are extremely motivated by my messages because I'm a real person. I like to keep it all the way 100 And I feel like if something I say could save somebody the heartache, could make somebody feel better about what they're going through, could encourage somebody that, you know, it's okay to be single, it's okay to have standards, it's okay to ask questions, it's okay to value yourself. And it's okay that if don't nobody respect that, you okay to be by yourself. So I hope that with this platform that I'm able to give back to other people and create a healthy dialogue and starting to get men and women to see that we should all be dating with a purpose so till next time i'm your girl india ashley and this is talking with ashley peace <laughs>